You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey friends, before we get started, I wanted to announce that we are extending our contest to enter to win a free pair of Apple AirPods or Beats Pro. This contest has been extended to this Friday, September the 9th of 2022. Any platform that you listen on where you can leave some sort of review, leave us a review, whether it's stars and or written, take a screenshot of your review and email it to us at fantheoryqueries at gmail.com. So we have a record of your entry and hey friends who have already left us a review, thank you so much for your awesome review, but we need your email. Screenshot your review and send it to us so that we know how to contact you and we have a record of your entry. If this just sounds like way too much, why don't you just try going to fan3queries.com slash contest and that's another way that you can enter. That's kind of simple. Anyway, back to the show. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. I've been looking forward to this. I've had this idea for this theory for a while now, and I only was just able to write it down last week, and I've been excited ever since to bring it to you guys. I'm proud of it, and while it's going to be fun, there'll be some eye rolls moments, (laughs) I think you guys are legitimately going to find this genius. (laughs) Let's see if I prove you wrong. Prove me wrong. (laughs) Um, So since I wrote this theory, um, it doesn't come from Reddit, and there are no comments. So all comments are going to come for y'all, which is probably a good thing because it's a little bit of a longer theory. (laughs) I tend to embellish with some flourishes in my writing. And feel free to pause at any point to be like, stop for a moment. Let's talk about this before I move on. Otherwise, I'll just keep going. Sound good? All right, yeah. Rules are laid. Here we go. Every great magic trick consists of three parts, or acts. The first part is called the pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary, a deck of cards, a bird, a man. Or in this case, may I present one of my favorite movies, The Prestige. I'm going to take this seemingly normal work from Hollywood and show you that it is anything but. A quick recap of the premise. The turn of the 19th century London. That is, which century is that? That's the 18th, right? And the turn of yes. it would be going into, okay. We experience a mysterious story of two magicians whose intense rivalry leads them on a lifelong battle for supremacy full of obsession, deceit, and jealousy with dangerous and deadly consequences. From the time that they first met as young magicians on the rise, Robert Angier, Hugh Jackman, and Alfred Borden, Christian Bale, were competitors. However, their friendly competition evolves into a bitter rivalry, making them fierce enemies for life and consequently jeopardizing the lives of everyone around them, including the stunning stage assistant Scarlett Johansson, sad wife Sarah Hall, David Nikola Tesla Bowie, Andy Serkis, played by Gollum in mocap, <laughs> and of course, Sir Michael Caine as illusion engineer John Cutter. Cutter plays an integral part to both magicians. At the beginning of the movie, he works for both. However, he eventually defects to Wolver... I mean, the great Danton's side. Without Cutter, you get no magic. 
He builds the contraptions, he coaches the magicians, he critiques them, tells them the things they need to hear but don't actually want to. He applies the knowledge and skills he has acquired over the years to making these men into something more. Not just performers, but true magicians. Now we're ready for the second act of this magic trick, the turn. Here, the magician takes the ordinary something and makes it do something extraordinary. John Cutter is the most important character in The Prestige. Without John Cutter, there is no one to guide a young boy through the tragic murders of his parents over a century later. Without John Cutter, the League of Shadows succeeds in the destruction of one of America's most important cities. Without John Cutter, Gotham City has no Batman. This is because John Cutter is the great-grandfather of Alfred Pennyworth from Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. What are you doing here? Are you just trying to play to us? No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. If no you, one's calling I'm, you no, hold on, I'm, Let me read my theory. You said that we could interrupt okay, you're right. to talk. Okay, okay, Don't so you right. quit that. Please interrupt as, as you feel suit, suited. If you look closely, you'll notice Alfred could easily be a descendant of Cutter. He looks just like him. They both sound alike, both men came from London, and the age is perfect. In the 1890s, Cutter, played by Michael Caine, is definitely old enough to be a grandfather. It would be only a few decades later that his granddaughter, who married some man with the last name of Pennyworth, would give birth to Alfred Pennyworth, 1933, because that's when Michael Caine was born. Now, I know that's all the evidence really needed to support this theory. I could stop right here and be called a genius for connecting the dots here. But I'm not a genius. I'm a super genius. So I'm going to provide even more details to convince even the harshest critics. Like myself. Both Cutter and Alfred do exactly the same thing. They enable men with unhealthy obsessions. Cutter is in on the big secret. He knows the truth behind the magician's acts he is indispensable to their success. Alfred is in on the big secret. He knows the truth behind Bruce's act as Batman. He is indispensable to Batman, takes care of him, helps him plan, helps him build his suit, researches bad guys. Without Alfred, there would be no Batman. Both Cutter and Alfred are master storytellers, sharing tales from their past to serve as teaching opportunities. Let's look at Cutter first. In order to comfort Angier when his wife drowns in a tragic accident during a water escape, Cutter says, I knew a sailor once, got tangled in the rigging. We pulled him out, but it took him five minutes to cough. He said it was like going home. Later, when we learn that Angier has been doing some bad things, Cutter admits to Angier that he lied in the story, and that actually the sailor said it was agony. Well, now look at Alfred. When Bruce fails to understand the motivation behind Joker's actions in The Dark Knight, Alfred has this story to share. Long time ago, I was in Burma. Friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But the caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anyone who traded with them. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> the bandits... <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that line? What is it about that line? I mean, for years, that's been a joke between him and I about the it's size of tangerine. <laughs> Just and, the, what, the delivery and the subject matter. Anyway, the bandit had been throwing them away. Now, when the world's greatest detective still didn't get it, Alfred goes on to spell it out for him. Some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, raisin, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. 
Much later on in the movie, when it makes less sense to actually find out how Alfred's story ends, Bruce asks if the bandit was ever caught. Alfred says that he was. In continuing his line of brilliant questioning, Bruce asks, How? In the exact same dramatic bombshell delivery that Cutter reveals the sailor was in agony, Alfred says, They burned the forest down. Let's now look at the goodness of these two men. Is goodness a genetic trait? Yes, it is, which is why it's more support for my theory. At this time, I'm going to reveal a major spoiler for the prestige, though at this point it's 16 years old, so what are you doing? Oh, 16. Mm. Dang. I feel really old. <laughs> we learn that Borden has been so successful at his transported man trick because he is actually a twin. He and his brother switch places as Borden and Fallon, which means they switch places as the main illusionist and switch... Relationships. Anyway, one of them has a daughter with sad wife Sarah Hall. She becomes even sadder when she learns there's something fishy going on with Borden, so she decides to not live in this world anymore. Borden is then framed for the apparent murder of Angier, which we later discover was actually just a clone of P.T. Bar- I mean the Great Danton, and the real one is actually still alive. Borden is executed and Fallon kills Angier in revenge. Or was Fallon executed and Borden kills Angier? Not sure. Anyway, Cutter had been given custody of Borden's daughter, and after learning that one of the brothers is still around, ensures that the girl gets to live with her father, maybe? Cutter gives the man with an ambiguous identity a knowing nod as the father and daughter go on with their lives. He understands that the painful and destructive rivalry is over, and this man and child deserve to have a happy life. He will never tell anyone the truth the goodness of Cutter on full display. Fast forward over a century and Batman has sacrificed himself to save Gotham because some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. After painfully processing the stages of grief, including whichever one causes people to say, I failed you, Alfred takes a well-deserved vacation to some other country where he sits down at a nice cafe to read a newspaper. Something Cutter would probably do, by the way. As he glances across the restaurant, he sees Bruce, who genuinely looks happy despite being stuck with Anne Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> Shots oh fired. Gosh. <laughs> Alfred gives the man a knowing nod and leaves him and the woman to enjoy their newfound happiness. Alfred understands the pain and sacrifice of Bruce and that he deserves to be happy. He will never tell anyone the truth. The goodness of Alfred on full display. If I had more time and you had more patience, I would continue with a few more connections. However, our time is short, so I will leave you with one more piece of the puzzle. We'll call this third act of the magic trick, The Prestige. Cutter's life was impacted by the men he worked for. At times, he may have respected them. And especially if Borden ended up being the good brother, Cutter may have had a soft spot for him, as evidenced by helping bring him and his daughter together. There are many ways to honor people these days, like TikTok or skywriting. But a hundred <laughs> years ago, a hundred years ago, the best way you could honor somebody is to name your descendants after them. Did you pay attention at the beginning of this theory? Do you recall what Borden's first name is? That's right. It's Alfred. Cutter probably shared at least some version of his story to his children or grandchildren and probably influenced, whether directly or indirectly, his granddaughter to name her baby boy, Alfred. The end. What's the too long didn't read? There's not one. <laughs> Cutter's Alfred. Uh, Cutter's <laughs> Alfred's great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> because they're the same person. I mean, no, same they're character. Not. They're the same characteristics. 
<laughs> both physically, mentally, emotionally. Uh, uh, and you're trying to say genetically. Genetically, no, but like the uh, trade or um, the thing you do for work. Um, professionally, I don't know. Cutter's not a butler. No, but he does this. He serves the same purpose that Alfred did to Batman. Okay. So, um, do you think? So, I, that took me a while, but um, we still have a few moments. What What are your initial impressions? Okay, so let's not let's not get into the logistics or the, um, you know, the logic of the theory. Just grade me on my writing and my performance. Okay, your writing was good. Okay, thank you. Question about the Alfred building the suit. Didn't Lucius Fox build the suit? No, he helped build the first one. So okay. he gets the he gets the um, bodysuit of armor from Lucius, but Alfred yeah. helps him put it together with all the pieces because okay. they order all those pieces to avoid and they suspicion. paint it right. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no. Now I'm oh now I'm starting to get it mixed up with the Batman. So he doesn't paint it in Batman. He oh. paints his face, his eyes. Okay. Hmm. I have to admit, that's pretty good. You did you did a good job writing. Thank it. you. The writing need, was great. I need uh, to um let Michael talk. Okay. I, I was just gonna say the only the only constructive criticism that I have <laughs> on the performance is <laughs> the like... the uh five different accents that you <laughs> went through in the process of trying to speak like one character. I knew that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Yet again to our UK listeners. Uh, I sincerely apologize. Apologies. Yeah, I did, I did <laughs> not practice. Did not practice that. No, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't I, fall asleep, so it good. was good. I think it condensed a little bit, and there's some um, flow issues I need to revise. But that was a first. That was no kidding. That was <laughs> a first draft. Okay. Wow, good work. So thank you. Yeah. So you you say that's been stewing in your noggin for a while. You know why? You know what happened. Mm-mm. So remember the episode. You got so mad about us yes. not agreeing. Be- because I said, what? I mean, are we going to say because it's Christopher Nolan that Christian Bale and the prestige is Batman? And then I left that alone. And then for a second, and for some reason, I came back. I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't work. But, but Cutter and Alfred. Cutter and Alfred. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. This works. So then could you also say that... Um, the character in Inception is also related to Alfred. No, oh, they don't do the same thing. He doesn't have any. <laughs> but cool he mentor. You say about like the central core is that he mentors a young core. a man who is obsessive it's, about this thing, and he's mm-hmm. trying to guide him into the right thing. That's what he does with Leonardo DiCaprio, isn't it? No, not really. Uh, he does, he does, you really, I beg to differ. He has a there. very much smaller role in that movie. I, yes, a, I'll agree. It's a much smaller enough, role, but there's not enough in that movie or Tenet to link any of those. Holy moly! I totally forgot I about did, being in Tenet. I did try, and I didn't put any effort into it. But there was a fleeting moment where I was trying to also work in Austin Powers' father. Maybe he's Alfred's father that's during, <laughs> that would be during like adam west's batman <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> oh man okay yeah so good job writing it yeah. i think have we patted you on the back enough about that i think so okay. and um <laughs> i think you know what have you gotten your fill of words of affirmation that's his love language so he needs I, I lots do. of words of affirmation good. and it's probably a good point to break um for a moment so it's been some great discussion 
And in honor of my fourth grade teacher, I'm going to teach you guys a song that's perfect for this occasion of my first fan theory. I'll sing it once and then you sing it back to me. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I hope no. that you are proud of you too. Proud of you. I'm proud of you. Hoo, hoo. All right, your turn. <laughs> sing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pass on that. Um, uh, you are proud of you too. <laughs> did you hoot at the end of the song? I did. I, that was a little bit of an improv. Oh, um, oh, okay, yeah. All right, fine. Well, whatever. In honor of every podcast that insists on annoying ads, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll rate this theory. Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears. Yet, they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real. Yet, we can use monsters to learn about reality. Psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters. And we hope you'll come along with us. Subscribe at monstertalk.org. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decadence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. To prove that I am not a liar, let's rate this theory. But first, Michael, I know you're probably getting tired of doing this every episode, but could you please go over our rating scale real quick? I guess. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. All right. Um, so the way this is going to work is I still get to rate my theory. Um, you get to rate your theory? Yes, I get to rate my theory. <laughs> okay. But um, I would like both of y'all to go first. Oh. So before he rates, though, do we get to put like a gate on how high up he can actually go on the rating scale? Mm. We literally have four things. Because <laughs> there, is, is, he, is he allowed to call himself a genius? A genius. But hasn't he already kind of said that in he theory himself? The, in, yeah, said those words. he pre-rated in the theory. Super so you I feel have like that all, option's off the table. You have always said, it's my rating. I can rate it whatever I want. <laughs> and I will apply. We've never been rating our own theories. I will apply the same logic to me. All right. To each their own rating. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. All right. I guess I'll go first. Okay. I think we're scared to say anything because we don't want to see his ego inflate too no, much. No, 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 Okay, so here's let me let me lay some some things. You are free to say whatever you want. If you hated it, if you think it's dumb, I my my feelings won't get hurt. 
And I, you're not going to try to like defend yourself not, or anything. I'm not. I just have enjoyed this whole process up to this point. I feel fulfilled. I don't care what you rate it. Um, just give your honest, genuine opinion, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. I think it's plausible. I okay. think you did a good job there, um, finding similarities and connections. Except the only thing that's flimsy there is about a granddaughter. Okay. There's nothing to suggest any kind of familial relations for Cutter. Okay. Uh, but there are a lot of similarities between the two characters. Mm-hmm. So I like that. So that's why I will give you a possible. Okay. Great. I'm hesitant to say this because I don't know how it's going to affect our friendship. I don't want to add fuel to the fire, but mm-hmm. I think this is genius. Okay. <laughs> fuel to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely think that... Like if if this just taking Spencer the factor of Spencer out of this, if I had just read this theory mm-hmm. with the way it was presented, and that's how you have to, yeah, I I would genuinely it. rate this as genius because I absolutely love the idea of this theory. Mm-hmm. This is this is a connection that I can get behind. Cool, right. awesome, glad to hear. My rating for this theory, I think this theory is preposterous. This is so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there is no indication that Cutter has any kind of descendants whatsoever, as you have pointed out. Um, the reason there are similarities between the two is because it was written by the same people and the same director and the same actor. And once you have a style, you're going to do that. Michael Caine tells stories and two both movies, because stylistically, that's what was written for these characters, and it's just something you see his character do in several movies. Um, and Alfred is just Alfred. That's just a thing that Alfred does. Regardless of who's telling the story or writing the movie, Alfred has always been there with Bruce Wayne. It has no connection to Cutter. Um, so when we break it down to real, actual evidence that this could actually be true... Um, there's nothing supporting it, so it's preposterous. I can't help but feel that the whole reason you did this was just to take Dig at us. take a shot at the two of us no. for rating similar theories anything higher than an unlikely. That is not the case whatsoever. I love this theory. I love what I wrote it, and I love the story that I told. And just because you tell a great theory or story with a theory doesn't mean you have to think that it's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's plausible or likely or unlikely. I think it's preposterous. It has nothing to do with me trying to prove a point or there are no other alternative motives. Okay. I, it was a fun exercise and um, I look forward to more. Okay, good Anything deal. else? Nope. All right, well, on that note... It is time to bring this episode to a close, but before we do, I would like to share a what I would call a frustrating Ooh, movie detail fun. <laughs> I found on Reddit the other day. Now, I have to say something. Don't you hate it when the title of a movie can be misleading, like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness? Where's the multiverse? Mm, mm-hmm. I, 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 the only madness that was there was me being mad because there wasn't more of the exploration of the multiverse. Um, but I'm just glad that I never saw this movie. It was brought up by Reddit user Full Auto Lux Kami. Otherwise, I would be furious. During Transformers Age of Extinction, we're never told how old Extinction is. Age of Extinction. 
<laughs> Isn't that so frustrating <laughs> to have watched the movie and then not know? Oh, We're Michael told. Like, I, I oh. think this. I think this Reddit thread that you find these fun facts on is is titled "Let's Insult All the Movies That Michael Genuinely Likes." <laughs> <laughs> Simply, come on! It's there, there was a multiverse in, in Multiverse of Madness. You see them it's flying so through friendly. the different universes, so that's there, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And I, I like Transformers. So, so oh. <laughs> do you know how old Extinction is? He doesn't. <laughs> I can see by his face. He doesn't know how old Extinction is. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. <laughs> on that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries, and I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer, and I'm going to do my best to tell everybody that I love them, and there are no... I was not trying to be mean. In our next episode, we ask, will Ned, sweet Ned, sweet, lovable, laughable, huggable Ned from the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies become Venom? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like Good Job Brain, Monster Talk, and The Pirate History Podcast.